What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Fiends Podcast, episode number eight. As always, I am Larry. I'm joined by my co-host, Nick. Yo. And we are one half of big-time rock band, international recording music artist, Fiends. Chief Kufre. <laughs> Beach. <laughs> oh. Ho. Ho. Prostitute. Prostitute. <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about, look it up on YouTube. YouTube, Chief Kufre. You will not be disappointed. Uh <laughs> At the top of the show, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you want to support this podcast, you can do so by following us on social media. That's facebook.com slash The Fiends Podcast. Instagram handle is at The Fiends Podcast. And our YouTube page is youtube.com slash Fiends TX. So uh, we should probably address the elephant in the room. Uh there's a large elephant There's in the room. We're, we're actually recording uh, live Porter from Zoo. Gladys Porter Zoo in Brownsville. <laughs> Our first guest is Harambe Jr. Too oh, soon. Too, yeah, too soon. Rest in peace. So we're coming off a two-week hiatus and um this is our first official show of 2021 mm-hmm. and it's cool because we're living in a utopian world where covid does not exist uh actually covid died uh december 31st the, mm-hmm. the clock struck midnight mm-hmm. going into january 1st and it, it just it it disappeared it died it's gone guys and we did it we did it and there's no political upheaval no um uh, societal divide in the world and and Three Days Grace is no longer together. Oh, you really hate Three Days Grace. No, I just said the Three Days Grace thing because some people bring it up to me all the time now since this podcast. <laughs> just to piss you it's off. Like, it's like, that's what people associate me with. Oh, that's the guy who doesn't like Three Days Grace. Okay. I I do have other qualities. No, 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 no. That's the guy. that He doesn't like Three Days Grace. He doesn't grace. like Three Days Grace. Don't, don't look at him. Don't he, talk to he, him. He, he was a, a father, a husband. No, no, no. On my tombstone, just right. He did not like three days <laughs> grace. <laughs> Period. Period. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, anyway, the two week hiatus. I guess long story short is uh, life got busy uh, yeah. as it does. It was very difficult to find the time to record. But also, uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't really in the mood uh, to record. And um, yeah, that's one of those things where it can be very challenging to be creative all the time i don't know if you have that that pressure but like when it comes to doing this it feels like it feels like we're writing a song or it feels like we're uh making music i feel way less pressure doing this than i do making songs in fact like i could do this every week i know i could but the thing is like i was also very busy um the last two weeks and to be honest i just kind of felt burnt out not from the podcast actually just from other things in general and so um I kind of felt like you as far as, I mean, I just, I didn't have any like desire or urge to get up and just come and like do this. But I know like if we did get together and record, I could have easily done it just because, I mean, I, I'm pretty good at coming up with things to talk about. But also, I know how you are is you're more calculated in how we carry out things than I am. I'm kind of just like, I show up and I just do it. And you yeah. like you like to have an idea of as where you we do stand. most things. No, for real, it's true, <laughs> and it's just how it works out for me, and it always works out most most of the time. Actually, I'm really glad to be back. I I it, life felt weird not doing this, at yeah. least for me. Like I just I felt like something was missing, and now I'm back, and I'm like, oh, okay, feels like things are back in sync. Yeah, it, it's it's the what, band in sync. 
Uh, one of the things also that that can maybe be challenging about doing something like this is is at least for me uh, is when you have like friends or maybe some of your peers are, are kind of doing similar things so and especially when you see them doing things on such a like creatively like high level you it, it can be a little discouraging where you're just like oh man like these guys are really good at this or these guys are this band is killing it or this this person is doing a really good job like why do i even why do i even bother but that's the thing too is like everybody has their own unique voice and you you, you need to remember that like every we can all sing the same song but it's not going to sound right. the same because we all have different voices like i i kind of equate it to um like movies right mm-hmm. like I love independent like foreign movies because they have a very specific voice. Like that director has a very specific vision of the story that he wanted to tell. And that's why movies like that are made for like general audiences, like a movie like Wonder Woman, like the studios have their fingerprints all over it and they're trying to make it to like the biggest general audience. And when you do that, like the movie becomes like sterile. There's no voice, there's no vision, there's no, there's nothing behind it. It's just a movie. And so, yeah, this is something that we got to like remind ourselves, like, like everybody's perspective, everybody comes from different backgrounds. So your voice is just as valid as anybody else's. But no, we're, we're glad to be doing this. We're back. And I think this is the point of the show where like, We've officially ran out of ideas. This is the part where we start like asking each other like hypotheticals. Like, um, would you rather have dicks for hands or hands for dicks? Like, like, like you know how you have you have two dicks, right? Would you rather hands for dicks or dicks for hands? Um, like I'm not the only one, right? I've never thought about it. Give me a couple of days to think so I can give you an accurate answer. I don't like being put on the spot for these kinds of questions that are really important. Uh, I'd probably uh, rather have uh, hands for dicks because if you had dicks for hands, like you couldn't grab anything. That would yeah. make life very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been the Fiends Podcast. <laughs> well, I'll see you all next week. <laughs> We did good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Actually, uh, like, how have you been spending? I was gonna ask you how, how have you been spending like the last two weeks? Uh, just sitting down a lot. Well, I've been working late every day again, which kind of blows, but yeah, whatever. So I've been getting home kind of late. Um, I started watching wrestling again, but AEW, which That's is true. cool. Yeah, we I'm really stoked about that because it, it's something it's to fun. look. Yeah, it's something to look forward to again. Like the good old days. I will not fucking watch WWE. <laughs> they can kiss my ass. But I will watch um, AEW because it's a fantastic product. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And we used to do that all the time. We would just sit on Nick's uh, parents' couch and we'd watch wrestling. And we got to do it on his couch last week. Yeah, it was cool, man. I had a good time with it. Other than that, I haven't been up to a whole lot, to be honest, man. It's been really boring. I think you're just looking forward to doing this. Yeah, this has been fun. Like, I'm I'm, I'm actually glad I'm back. Have you watched uh, WandaVision? No, um, I was going to watch it Sunday and I just got sidetracked and never did, but I kind of wanted to just to check it out and see what it was for myself. Very, very cool. I really dig it. Um, I think the episodes are like 
all those like Disney Plus shows, like The Mandalorian, are like, mm. uh, like thirty-five to forty minutes. Probably like the the best like length of duration, I would say. Probably, but it leaves me wanting more. Like I wish they would go to, like the full hour, mm-hmm. to be honest. But and and more than likely, the seasons are only going to be like eight nine episodes. But uh, it's it's pretty cool so far. Like they're they're doing, you know, every episode's based on a different you know sitcom a popular sitcom of throughout the decades Mm -hmm. and there's some weird stuff going on and actually it's it's cool because it's like the first um the first thing to come out setting up like the phase four of the marvel cinematic universe so like uh, when you think about it like 2020 was the first year in like i don't know 10 11 years where there is no marvel tv show or movie Mm -hmm. to be released it's very very strange we just like i just got so used to that just being a part of the world (laughs) uh, pop culture like going to the movies like i okay cool like there's gonna be three marvel movies that i can look forward to and then last year there was nothing like all the ones that were supposed to be released got pushed back so dude i didn't even fucking know they were making a mortal kombat movie yeah and it comes out this year yeah i i saw it like this weekend i was like what the hell when did like when did this occur like what yeah um it's it's very interesting that's actually one of the things i wanted to 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 talk about it was something we'll we'll probably talk about later uh we'll we'll hold off on that but now is it was a good show and like honestly like all the bad stuff happening in the world like i'm just trying to live to see spider-man 3 mm. I'll be honest, like, that movie is going to get all the money. That movie is, is going to be huge. So if I can make it to that point, like, I'm good. Um, actually, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, um, uh, do you have anything before we Yeah, just on? two things. One, I just want to give a quick plug because um, I didn't get a chance to do it the last few times that we recorded. But a great Valley band released uh, an album. I think it was still technically 2020 when it came out, um, called Born to Struggle, and the band was October Roar. So I just wanted to give a shout-out, because I actually listened to that album a week or two ago, and, and I really dug it. I think the production on it was pretty good. And um, that's just a band that's just really fun to watch when we play shows with them. Yeah. And, uh, I they're just cool want, guys. They're really cool guys. I just wanted to give them props. Um, so for those of y'all who are in, you know, listen to local music or want to check out local music, they're actually a, a band that I would recommend entirely. Um, I, I really hope that we can play shows with them again in the future. They're a really, really good band, and I really dug the album. So check it out, uh, October Roar, Born to Struggle. Um, those guys have been hustling for years, man. Like, they would drive up to like Houston, San Antonio, and play shows like all the time. So you got to respect that. And that's a band that's been around as long as we have. Maybe, if, maybe, maybe even a longer. Bit longer, yeah. They've been, be they've been, they've been around for a minute. We should get them on here. I think that would be cool. Yeah, they're cool guys. I'd like to talk to them. Um, second, um, did you hear about? Wait, now. I just had deja vu, dude, because I think you told me this. Oh. But I just heard about it yesterday. Oh, shit. Uh, what is it? The Kid Rock triple album. No. You never told me? Okay. So I, I just, that was so weird. I just like had deja vu. Anyway. That, that does happen a lot. I do show you stuff and yeah. then you hit me like three months later. Yeah. So I saw like an interview yesterday that Kid Rock is like planning to, you know, retire in the near future. Once you know tours and all that can happen, and twenty forty, and he's thinking and he's planning to release like a fifty track 
triple album <laughs> or something like that. And like one disc is going to be like hip hop. One disc is going to be rock, uh, rock and, and then, then one country. Is country. And I'm just there like, oh my God, this is either really cool or really not Kid cool. Rock. I, I don't know where the, where I stand on this. Kid Rock, smart man or smartest man? Smartest, yeah. And I'm just like covering all bases. That's, dude, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's like, man, if he covers all bases, everybody's satisfied. And if he like, if that rock album <laughs> that comes out sounds like Devil Without a Cause or even uh, The History of Rock, I might be okay with that. Wow. But even like his hip hop stuff, like there was a lot of hip hop stuff on both yeah, yeah. those first two albums anyway. So I mean, really... If you just X out the country album, maybe those two albums by themselves are just like his old stuff. I don't know. But you cannot, like, people can talk shit all they want about Kid Rock, but remember, this guy was, like, touring stadiums with Metallica. I was going to say his country stuff is probably more successful than his rock stuff that he did at, like, the peak of new metal, when you think about it. Yeah. Like, he was pretty huge in 1999, but, like, those country hits probably made just as much, if not more money for oh, him. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Um, I don't knock any of the things he did because, I mean, I personally think there's a lot of good tracks on Devil Without a Cause. And even the History of Rock had some cool shit. Um, Who knew that, like, the guy that would push the boundaries of what you could do in music in a post-pandemic world would be Kid Rock? He's going to be the one to bring it all together. Because we've heard double albums, but this is a triple album. When I when I listened when I saw this, I literally laughed out loud. I just I just could. It just it sounds like a joke that you it and I would stupid. you and I would make. That's the first, but it's kid, not. It's true. Like he's going to do it. Kid rock, kid country, kid rap. I don't know. What'd man. you call it? I don't know. But, Triple X. Uh, imagine it being like the best album of all time, though. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, imagine if it was. <laughs> they should stop making albums after that. I did not know that. I'm glad you told me. Now, that's another reason I have to stick around to look forward to. I'm glad. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask if you heard about that because I thought it was like pretty fucking funny, but that's all I had to ask. <laughs> What's the, <laughs> we talk about like, what are the best, worst lyrics of all time? And oh, we yeah. always go back to Kid Rock. What's the lyric? Hit um, me with it. It goes uh, from I know, from I know, the song I, from the American. <laughs> band. I know it stinks in here because I'm the shit. <laughs> so good. Oh man, yeah. Larry and I were texting each other like a few, couple months ago. We we're like, "What's the best worst lyric of all time?" That should be a and, segment and that, on the show. And, and that one was there. And then I hit him back with. Um, There's a song by a hip hop guy named Kyle, which features Lil Yachty called i spy and um the lyric of the song is i hope she's 20 uh she says she's 21 i might have to id that all my bitches come in pairs like balls in my nutsack <laughs> <laughs> the first time i heard that song and i heard him sing that i just bursted out laughing i was like fuck it's like, why do I try to put so much thought into my lyrics? And then these guys say this stuff and make so much money 
It makes sense to me. I mean, I mean there's nothing. There's an, nothing an, anatomically speaking. There's nothing wrong with what he said. No, yeah, it's it's He's correct. It's true. So I mean, um, I thought both of those were good. If you guys have like any good best worst lyrics, best worst lyrics, send them next in. week. Let, let's take it. Let's let, let's we'll read them. That's a great idea. Um, <clears throat> I recently send you a link to. Um, uh, a video from the Seven Dust uh, digital live streaming concert that was mm-hmm. released. I think it was released maybe a week, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was cool because they were performing their album Animosity from mm-hmm. 2001 in its entirety. Great album. Uh, yeah, great album. So I was like actually looking forward to that. And so I, I, I sent you the video and uh, that got me thinking about like who are some of the other bands that um, have gone the digital concert streaming route and to be honest, I can only think of a handful, at least that I'm aware of. Um, there's probably others that let's other people, but like if we're, we're so Seven Dust is probably yeah. the most recent. Um, I I just found out that uh, the Devil Wears Prada did mm-hmm. uh, zombie. They did the zombie EP in its entire. Actually, they did zombie EP and the space EP. Which I don't even know if I've listened to. I I don't care. But Zombie EP is awesome. Best we can, best stuff. We can all agree. Devil Wears Prada ever released, in my opinion. So that's that's fucking cool. Um, they actually did uh, um, uh, Roots Above, Branches Below. Also, did they really? In its entirety. Oh shit! It's I didn't it's know from that. the same uh, it's from the same taping. So they just that's a great they album. filmed they filmed all three of those. Um, Dude, assistant to the regional manager. It still holds up. That's a good um, song. Who else did it? Um, Papa uh, Roach did it. Uh, when, really? When they did a, uh, they did like the twentieth anniversary, I think, of Infest last year, um, which was cool. And I regret. And I watched some of the some of the songs live, which was cool because I mean, those are songs those guys never play ever. Like songs like Revenge or Binge, um, Thrown Away. I mean, a few years ago, I went to go see them in Corpus, and, you know, they were playing, like, a lot of their newer stuff, but they played the song Snakes off Infest, and I was, like, so stoked about it. I think I told you, because this is one of my favorite songs of all time. So it's cool that they, like, like in their live tours, they'll, they'll, they'll bring back some songs off Infest, but there's some songs off Infest that they never play live, so I thought it was cool that they did that um, Infest in its entirety. Uh, sidebar, but, um, I don't remember if I asked you, but did you watch that, that Vice story that they did on, on I finally Infest? watched it. Yeah, I finally watched it. I really, it really good. Cool. Really good. Really good. You know, uh, I watched, uh, an old, like, MTV documentary or something or other, like, a couple, a year or two ago about Papa Roach, like, back in 2000, 2001, and, um, they've got a pretty cool little story, man, and, those guys hustled and you know they bands from like you know bands like deftones and then and limp biscuit would like go up to where like they were in california and like they would open up for them and stuff and papa roach was a big deal man and i think people forget how big last resort was when it came out everybody knew that song to this day everybody knows that yeah song. I, mean, I know people, <laughs> i know it's the subject of that like only, memes like a few years ago people that only liked like even people who liked uh just like boy bands liked last resort yeah and it would it's and it wasn't uncommon for like that to be for that to happen it was it was a really interesting and cool time to be alive um it, it'll never be like that again <laughs> no that's that's a band that's cool because or that's a band that was smart i should say because they were able to reinvent themselves throughout like 
every time like the genre shifted they were right there at the forefront like you know commercially speaking to uh you know stay relevant basically yeah. i don't know how like, like there's stuff that they come out with now like it sounds nothing like songs like between angels and next to insects man i don't want to hear it but like i respect it yeah i, I mean there's been a couple like of their newer songs that are okay but um, nothing beats Infest and Love Hate Tragedy for me. What's the story of like the origin of the name that they were talking about? Is like the, is like a, a based on his like uncle, his, his grand, or his grandpa, grandfather Roach, and then like also like the the drug reference, which is cool because even just hearing a simple story like that, like th- even at the beginning they were like, uh, yeah, and then we can have like the Roach as the mascot, and mm-hmm. it can have a double meaning and um now they they use that as like their own band iconography to kind of like represent the band like if you're at the beginning you know of that band like the that roach silhouette was like everywhere like dude papa roach so smart back in like 2000 2001 papa roach had some of the coolest merch of all time mm-hmm. like i remember like their like a lot of the infest merch was so fucking cool um <sighs> The problem with, with us is we were little kids, so like we it was kind of, and that was before a lot of like so a lot of the Infest stuff came before Hot Topic was around. So you had to go to like little t shirt stands in the mall that would sell band shirts, you know, like Trends and Trends and, before and it was before trends. it was Trends. I forgot what it was called, but I mean, like those they, the little boutique stands. Yeah, like they the would have the they would have like shirts, but they'd always be like large and Harlingen Valley Vista Mall. Shout out! Shout out! This is where, that's where you'd see like those like uh those real graphic like black metal t-shirts that you wouldn't dare ask your parents to buy for you but you knew like but maybe my, some of the older kids but, had it but my brother did <laughs> <laughs> hey mom can i buy this butchered at birth shirt from cannibal corpse okay buy this cradle filled g-bus is a, you know you know yeah. the shirt <laughs> yeah I, I would never wear that shirt everybody knows the shirt everybody knows that shirt which is which is funny because everybody knows the shirt that we're talking about and i don't even have to say it um uh, we're getting sidetracked right sorry 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 <laughs> we <laughs> we have a tendency to do that we're just going to dedicate this whole episode to Papa Roach. <laughs> Dude, I could talk for an hour and a half about Papa Roach. That's true. Um, yeah, so we're going down the line of bands who have uh, <laughs> gone the digital concert route. So, uh, yeah, Devil Wars Prada did it. Uh, Seven Dust did it. Uh, one of my favorite rappers, uh, he's called Sadistic. He did um, a virtual concert. It's one of those like limited engagement things, which I think most of these are. Limited engagement. 48 hours and then he threw it up on his uh patreon page motionless and white did one um they did the creatures 10 year anniversary uh concert which i mean that one was okay but uh i don't really care for the album so it really didn't yeah i resonate with me that's the first album i bought from those guys and it was all right but i mean if it was like was it reincarnate yeah that's the name of the album right that'd be great that would be i mean that's yeah okay Uh, so before so i want to like go through each one and (laughs) what i thought of them but before that like just first of all like do you think these virtual concerts are a good thing or a bad thing like pros and cons i think i think both i think it's a good thing because these bands need somewhere to they need to make some moolah just make some sweet moolah with uncle rico you know what I mean? 
but uh, I think it's a good way for them to make money. And I think, you know, they've got a strong fan. These bands have strong fan bases that will go and watch these. Um, I feel bad because I haven't really watched any in their entirety. And I probably should have. But the thing is, it's so hard for me to, like, sit down in my house and, like, watch these, like, live streams in their entirety when, like, I'm trying to wrestle around with, like, you know, my kid and she's running around all over the house. So, so would that be the cons where it, it's not really, it's just not the same? It's not the same experience? It's not the same, no, because, I mean, honestly, it, I love, like, live music is my life. I mean, that's what I like to do. I tell people, hey, I'm going to this show. Don't fucking call me or text me. I'm not going to answer you. Um, and I go, and I have a great time. And that's just for me. That's time for me to just be away from everybody. And it's 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 just something different to hear the, the bands live than on, like, the television. Now, if that's all I can get, then, hey, cool. I mean, I'll take it. But, I mean, it's so easy for me to get distracted at my house it's so easy for me to get up and start doing other things, especially if it's a song that like I'm not like that invested in. Because like if I go to like a live show and a band plays a song that I'm not too crazy about, it's still like I still am into it because it's the the live environment and I, I can I can dig it. And in fact, some songs I hate, I hate like the recordings. But when I listen to it live, I'm like, oh, I'm down with this. This is pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, those are like my, my pros and cons. I, I think it's a good thing. I, and I mentioned this on the previous episode that I hope when live shows do return that, that this is not the mainstay of, of live music. It's just these live streams. I, I want to go see a band in person. I want to go lose my fucking mind. I want to go drink a bunch of beer. I want to like jump up and down and have my back and my knees hurt for the next three days because I'm not 13 years old anymore. That's what I want to do. So that's just me. But I, I totally back bands doing it because they need to do it right now. Um, when you think about it, not a lot of bands have um, done this, which is kind of surprising because I think there's a lot of people right now that a lot of fans that are wanting to find ways to support the bands that they like, that they're looking for any type of way that they can help monetarily. Oh yeah. And not enough bands have gone out of their way to produce like content to give their fans an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Like maybe merch or whatever, but like these, the bands that are doing this are smart. They're, you know, the finding new interesting ways to, to whether it's be like a, a Patreon page or like, um, these limited engagement concerts. That's the other thing that's cool because, um, they're not just doing a, a, a concert, a live set. They're finding like special occasions. So whether it be like the, the creatures 10 year anniversary or that, uh, we're going to play animosity in its entirety. We're going to play the zombie EP in its entirety. Think of how many people would love to see the zombie EP like in concert, mm -hmm. which I know they probably done, but I don't think they did like a whole run of shows. I, I think it was. I just don't a think so. Couple. And a lot of those songs, like it's hard to find like on YouTube, like live, like live versions of some of those songs that are like super damn good. Um, yeah. It, just think of like how many like iconic albums or like favorite albums that you would love to see that band play, which you know that they're not even going to play those songs in concert. So I, oh, yeah. this is like the best time to take advantage of that. And like, now you can do that. Cause 
um, really all you need is just a small uh, space to perform, throw some pretty cool video screens up and, you know, have a pretty good mix and, you know, and you're good. Yeah. And people are going to be willing to spend the money on it. And that's what I saw from some of these shows, like, um, like the seven dust one. Uh, it was pretty cool. Like they, they sounded good. His voice still holds up. Um, they had some cool video screens going on with, you know, yeah. bunch of effects. Um, the devil wears Prada one was probably the most stripped down one because it's just, uh, the zombie P it's just, it's in black and white. They're playing in the, they have some lights thrown up, but, uh, one of the things I noticed is, is, and I don't know if this is the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it, but, um, never once did they like have, there was no like on stage banter. There was no like talking to, you know, an imaginary crowd, mm -hmm. which I noticed like on the other ones, like the motionless and white one, he's, he's talking as if there was a crowd there. He's talking like into the camera to the audience, uh, mm -hmm. the same way that you would at a show. Uh, the Devil Wars Prada one was very like stripped down bare bones basic like there's no talking in between songs there's i like no i like when bands do that even when i go watch them live and in a live setting yeah i don't like the you know i hate it when bands are cracking jokes that are not funny or just saying the most generic yeah that's things. the worst like hearing people laugh at jokes that are not funny like even like some of my favorite bands, like the singer, like will say something, and a lot of times it's like it's like you know it's something like funny he said, but you can't really make out what he said, and everybody's like, <laughs> "You're so funny," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't even know what this fucking guy said." Like, 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 how do you have supersonic hearing right now? Like, you're not a comedian, like you're just a guy in a band. I, you know what? I'll just say it. I think the best band uh, to do the live virtual concert is probably code orange i agree and i think most people probably would agree in fact i was just talking this past weekend i went to um this like nature trail and i actually uh well i just hit a, just a shout out i saw gabe from rice in there so he's cool. and he was doing well but anyway uh i we uh went with a couple of other folks our kids all go to the same day daycare and i was talking to um the dad of one of the the girls that goes to daycare with my daughter and i was wearing a band shirt like always and so he was talking to me and we ended up talking because he, he ended up liking a lot of the same bands that we did which was like kind of surprising but then we started talking he was talking about code orange and he talked about the same thing like like code orange like did this live streaming and they're probably you know one of the more important bands in our genre right now and so people like that I, I wouldn't even expect to like a band like code orange saw those streams and knew about it so they're they're really hitting the waves man that that band just think about it when live shows return code orange shows are going to be packed and yeah. if they're not i'm gonna be very surprised they're probably the the smartest very creative guy smartest uh, band in very the, creative in individuals that genre. very creative they're the band that has pushed the pace in in this whole pandemic i've uh, the the ideas and the concepts that they're doing nobody else is doing it and it's it's not cheap you know all the stuff that they're doing is expensive and and just the fact that they put so much effort into it like if you uh i think um i think the concert 
is uh, let me pull it up here. I don't want to butcher the name, but it's uh, Back Inside the Glass is the name of the concert. Um, yeah, it's the best use of animations, effects, uh, cinematography. There's so many effects, but it matches like the whole concept of the band. Um, the mixing, the sound is pretty good. And just the, the visual presentation, like it's so interesting because there's so much stuff going on. Whereas like these other concerts were just very standard. It's like you're watching like a live concert DVD. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did want to touch on that because um, the idea of the live concert DVD doesn't really exist anymore because DVDs don't are not a thing, really. No. Like, I, you're I, not going to buy a concert DVD. But some of those from back in the day still hold up a lot. Sure. But I feel like this is, like, the new... This, this is, is where the, it's this, this, this is, is the new thing. Like, yeah, you're not going to need to record it on a DVD and press it. Now you just put it on the internet, have people pay for it, just like everything else. Nobody buys DVDs anymore to watch. People are buying... Straight to stre- the consumer. Straight, yeah. Streaming. Like, I can buy a, a DVD, or I can buy a movie on my TV, and it, it'll save it, and I can stream it whenever, you know? So basically, like, I think that even when we can go to concerts, I think this is going to be a new standard where instead of the live concert DVD, you're going to get these live performance concerts. Actually, I can... I can see some of the record labels almost requiring it for some bands. Like when you uh, write an album, I could see them wanting the visual like performance of it, like at the release of the album too, as just like an incentive for people to check out the album. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that being a thing because yeah, they're looking I mean, for new ways to get th- people to listen. Of, think about it. Hey, our new album drops next week, but tune in two nights from now we're going to play it in its entirety live and if you you know let's say hey we're going to play our this our new album in its entirety live this you can pay this much you can pay this extra and you'll get a pre-sale bundle with the actual copy of the album and a t-shirt like a premium and, like a, and, and yeah. access to a, a live set of us playing all these songs which actually sounds kind of cool because then you can hear what all the songs sound like but, I mean, for me, it's like a lot of times I like to be surprised with how the album sounds and I like to listen to it on CD first. But that's just me. Some I mean, bands, though, I might be more inclined to do that. I mean, they're going to be looking for new ways to get people to to listen to whatever album, to buy whatever album, to find, like, uh, the same way the world is changing, so does, like, how we consume uh, entertainment. That's changing. We see it in... Uh, we see it in movies and TV. Like, why wouldn't you do it in music and in metal? Like, metal's always like the last one to kind of change with the times. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like you, you see all the other genres kind of pushing the pushing, you know, the into the future of you know how we consume it. And metal's just still like we're still gonna sell CDs, but nobody has CD players anymore. Unfortunately. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, you and I still go buy CDs. I don't even do that anymore because my car doesn't have a CD player. Oh, well, mine didn't have one for a long time. I mean, but honestly, the last time I bought a CD, it was like, well, actually, that's not true. I bought Ohms from Deftones. But I mean, like, if it's a band I truly love, I'll go buy the CD regardless. And then if it's a band that, like, I end up like, okay, I have Apple Music. So if I listen to an album and I really like it, I'll go buy the physical copy. But uh, I mean, 
Apple Music is the best and worst thing that happened yeah, to music. Yeah, for real. But I mean, like, I still try to buy CDs. Uh, so we're moving into a subscription-based world. Everything you can think of is moving to some kind of premium subscription-based platform. Uh, uh, we see it in in movies. Uh, we see it in, in TV. Um, like, just recently as maybe like a month or two ago uh warner brothers announced that they're going to release all of their movies um streaming on hbo max at the for all the movies for 2021 are going to be released at the same time as their theatrical release on hbo max so like i mean this is the first time this has happened and probably is going to set a precedent for for how movies are distributed even after 2021 mm-hmm. right so it's like you know our movie theater is going to be a thing in the future which i think they will i don't think there'd probably be less of them you'll probably see some movie theaters close down i don't think that's something that you, you'll get rid of but now like why would you go to the movie theaters when you can get it streaming to your house think of how many people would rather do that yeah no i think i think that's true a lot of people would rather. i think i'd still i would still rather go to a theater um, but I know a lot of people would rather just watch it at their home and, hey, that's cool. I mean, you but met, there, there's, you... there's got to still be an audience like for people who want to go do that, though. I just I feel like there has to be. Of course, like anything, like there's going to be traditionalists who are just going to like, no, I need the full movie. But only that, experience. but it's just like, who knows how things are going to be after like, when COVID is not really a thing anymore. And people are like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm getting out of my house. Like you might see a boom and people are just like looking for any reason to get out of their house. So. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, man? It's all speculation. Sure. Like, it could be that. Or people could just get used to the comfort of not having to do that. I don't, you might be right. I mean, fuck. I mean, I might just go eat at, at a McDonald's inside <laughs> instead of picking it up. <laughs> I might just go eat inside of a McDonald's because I can go. You know, I, I don't know. Why not? I don't know how I'm going to feel <laughs> when that time comes. Uh, like, you mentioned Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, that's one of the movies that's going to be releasing straight to HBO Max. Um, Dune. Um, King Kong versus Godzilla. That's right. Um, all the DC Universe movies. Um, oh, I don't want to watch any of those. <laughs> I I am looking forward to the Snyder Cut of uh, Justice League. Did Although, you ever watch the one of Batman vs Superman? Yeah, I did. It was it good? No, it uh, wasn't. Okay, well then, uh, it was not good. But I still maintain that I think Ben Affleck uh, uh, plays a very good Batman. I I agree with you. I think like they just portrayed him like a like a jackass in Justice League for sure. Like he was so cool in Batman vs Superman, and then in Justice League he was like, like he sucked. It was like like why like I like why is he even there? And that's the interesting part about, like, the Snyder Cut, because, uh, like you said, it is kind of speculation. Like, is this going to be better? Like, because the story behind that is that, like, he had to leave in the middle of filming, and then Joss Whedon came in to finish the movie. So, you know, the end product is not necessarily his vision, and what he intended you know wasn't the end product. So, you know, he's getting a chance. That's the other thing, like... uh, the world we live in where people can dictate like everything is so tailored to fan service right 
So like, oh, we did not like this movie. Now we live in a world where we have these subscription-based platforms that if they have enough money that they can just be like, go make the movie you wanted to make. Let's do a redo. And, oh, like, we didn't like this movie. We didn't like this TV show. You can have a redo because why not? You know, now you get a chance to go make the movie that you wanted to do Mm -hmm. because there's a demand for it. And now you have a platform for it where you can do anything. So, cause like, um, it, we're seeing like the death of cable, right? And now you have all these platforms, HBO max, Disney plus Netflix. Now they're all competing for, uh, for our money. And so now it's a race to get to own, you know, all these these uh, properties, like all these, this TV show, like who's going to get Friends? Who's going to get The Office? Who's going to mm-hmm. get this movie? Who's going to get that movie? And um, yeah, because they're all vying for, for our money, our attention. So yeah, you're going to get all these big blockbusters that are going to be released on these platforms. But I think the other thing too is that you're probably gonna get like maybe like a netflix right they don't own you know all these big movies they're gonna try to buy up you know the biggest movies that they can but also there's a need for uh original content because those are all franchises so now it's gonna like now they're gonna give money to give us something original give us something you know independent original that we haven't seen that'll be the next big thing so i mean it's good or bad but i mean that's just the world that we're living in and it's really not going to change or uh technology kind of dictates everything to be honest like one thing i wanted to share with you that i saw uh today that i thought was interesting but like scary uh, it's a it's an article from forbes i think it came out like earlier this month and the idea is that microsoft is working on uh, a patent um the idea is that they could uh generate like after you die they could generate a chat bot that would basically scan scour like the internet social media everything you've ever texted typed to create a rendering of your personality so like Mm. using words that you would use or thoughts or like phrases that you would use all generated to make a composite version of you that exists even after you die isn't that scary that's stupid man just fucking let me die like, um, <laughs> like just like you know, like that's like a Black Mirror episode, it's, like it's in scary, real life, man. Like we need to stop fucking. Tr- I mean, I don't want to go off on a rant, but we need to stop trying to do these. I mean, it, it's it's cool that we have these intellectuals who could do these things and the technology to do these things, but at one point, at what point do we stop and realize, oh hey, we're human. This is a way of life. When we're gone, we're gone. The people that loved and cared for us have our memories with them and that's just the way of the world that's the way it needs to be 
Like, like why are we going to try and keep people around when they go? I mean, if anything, it just kind of adds fuel to the fire. I, I mean, if, you, if I'm in a fucking really bad spot and I really want somebody that I loved who passed away and I have this entity that's just like... It's not real. It's not real. It just makes me feel even worse because I can't actually hang out with this person. I would imagine that that's it's is a means of, you know, comfort for some people who need it. But also, actually, I'm just thinking about like, 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 <laughs> in the, like, if you were to pass, like, I'm just thinking of like, man. Imagine we made you a chat bot. Oh, dude, you'd hate me. And then you just call me like, uh, like, imagine I got over the grief if you passed. And I was like, okay, let's, you know, Nick is in a better place. And then I, I keep getting calls at like 9, 10 mm-hmm. p.m. Where you're just calling me just to tell me about a stupid dream you had. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, hey, you just text me at like 3 a.m. Like, hey want to touch my wiener <laughs> yeah like, i'd be like it's so it's like i'm talking to him this is so lifelike it's so accurate yeah and it's like i want you to remember me for those things obviously because all those things have happened and i just wanted <laughs> i want you just to look back and laugh i don't want you to be constantly reminded about about it by some something that's not even real i mean <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's it's like even today, you're just, or just getting a random phone call for you to tell me about this funny podcast that you listened to about, or they did a funny bit about uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World raping Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and you're like, I know you're never going to listen to this, to the podcast, <laughs> but let me explain it to you. <laughs> let me explain the premise to you and then you're just be like well that's all i just wanted to tell you yeah that's a lot of how our conversations go i just call him and tell him something funny because i just need to tell him and then that's it and then i hang up so i mean i just want him to remember those things i don't want some robot to take my place just imagine like like and this kind of um i'll even throw like a video i showed you before we started recording of uh uh, I came across somebody posted this this, this video of uh, computer generated um, songs in the style of gent, and I guess long story short, this guy made an algorithm that is designed to randomly generate songs, and he recorded every single note on his guitar and basically produced every every which way you could play you know uh, a guitar part and now this ai is designed to just keep pumping out songs for as long as you have it running and so the video you posted was a 10 hour (laughs) a 10 hour video of all these songs that this computer ai generated and there's probably a track list of like 300 songs Mm mm-hmm and if you listen to it, it's pretty accurate of what the genre would sound like. No, yeah, I mean, scarily, it, it's 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 really it's scary. It's really scary because it's very accurate. And um, I'm not talking shit about the songs. I mean, the songs came out pretty cool if you if you like that style. But 
would you have been able to like if i because you asked like what is this and i told you the story behind it would you have been able to tell the difference no if you had told me oh this is like some guy he's it's his so it's his solo project but the the fact that it's all computerized essentially just blows my mind and oh the, the 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 scariest part of it is i think it said um each song was generated in 100 milliseconds and you know once you find this out all the soul of the song is not there for me because there's not there's nothing there's nothing there <laughs> it's funny because a part of his explanation was um in the way that it was designed is um there's a generator that's intended to account for the human element to make it sound more natural so like in essence like it's not too perfect like it's 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 made to account for some kind of human element and to me it's like no you fuck like get in there get in a room with three or four other guys and write a song or even if you know you write all the parts you write all the song that i can still feel that soul but i mean that's that's fucking what's what's that's how i'm that's skynet you know like (laughs) this is skynet shit man how emasculated is it to know that like now we don't even have to worry about other people humans like being better than us now you have to worry about like a, a, a computer writing a better song than we could like i already have enough anxiety like just thinking like maybe i'm not a good songwriter maybe like this person is better but now like i'm competing with a computer of who can write a better song that whatever the fucking computer is can't compete with tool <laughs> what if they are computers oh my gosh what if maynard is an ai what if he's like vision I don't want to think about it. I I mean, like, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be a computer generated algorithm that's going to be able to, um, produce, you know, vocal patterns that would allow it to produce its own podcast. Yeah. So then we would have to compete with that. There'd be another Fiends podcast that's all rendered from a laptop. Why should we even try? Because the beauty of being human is in the little minor errors that we make that make us who we are. A computer that is perfect doesn't have those qualities. We're all unique in our own way. We are are unique. You are beautiful in every single way. Remember that. I mean... When you think about it, like a computer could probably generate that, that same voice ten same times voice. better than me. Uh, it's it's like that. Um, I was telling you before we we recorded, like it reminded me of this Black Mirror episode. I think it's the I forget the episode. It's the one with Miley Cyrus. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't like her, and I don't want to see her acting on anything. I don't want to see her. Period. Yeah. But, like, the crux of the episode was that she's, like, this pop star, and I think she probably goes into, like, a coma, but, like, her record label or her handlers are are um, basically have her connected to this machine, and the machine is, is taking her... It's generating, like, either her thought patterns or her, her brain waves or her, like, vocal 
tendencies or patterns to create a, a generated song of what she would sing or how her voice would sound. And so now it's creating songs while she's basically unconscious or her conscience is, is, is trapped inside this like robot. It's long story, but basically like they're, they're producing songs with her likeness, her voice without her consent. It's like, it's like those deep fakes on the internet where Mm -hmm. they put, you know, somebody else's face on, on somebody else's body. Like, do you own your own likeness, your own face? I mean, we see that like in entertainment where like, you know, like I own my intellectual property, but like, imagine that becomes a thing where like somebody could, or like, let's say, let's say like one of your favorite artists, he passes away, but you had the ability to, record more songs in that person's distinct unique voice let's say they have the 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 consent of the family Mm -hmm. to do it let's say like um, like a chester bennington right what if they could do that and they could still do lincoln park in his specific distinct voice because that's a voice where you have a very hard time like replacing him yeah right it's not going to happen but if you could get that same voice from a computer and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like morally, I mean, that, that that's wrong. I mean, it's not I, right. I but like, I don't agree with it. I mean, there's a lot of things in this world that are not right. But like, we have the potential have, to do it. Digital do it, and it's just it's fucking wrong to me, man. I mean, some people might think it's super cool and like, hey, whatever, it's cool. But I mean, I, I just don't like. I'm not about it. I mean, I I miss fucking Chris Cornell, but I. If I hear like a song with a computerized like version with his voice, it's like, hey, you know what? That guy's left so many great songs behind. Let's just reflect on what we do have and let's stop trying to replace it with things that just are not natural. Fear Factory has been trying to tell us for the years, man. Machines are going to take over. Fear Factory? Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Fear Factory. Wasn't that the show hosted by Joe Rogan? Yeah, same show, same band. Now that's a band. If you told me it was played by robots, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah. they're all robots. Oh, Dino's a person? No, no, he's a robot, man. No, he's a dinosaur. He's <laughs> he's a he's some kind of weird lizard man. Uh, scary times we're living in. I'm hoping like the first episode of the new year, like we were able to bum everybody out again. Dude, we fucking went everywhere on that. <laughs> uh, I for one welcome our new robot overlords. I don't fuck them. <laughs> Are you gonna fight against them? I'll fucking fight them, dude. I'll fucking fight a robot. Fucking, fucking John Connor did, dude. I think he won. I don't know. At- at this point with those movies, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm so confused. I didn't watch the last one. Somebody said it actually was pretty good, despite seeing a bunch of shitty reviews about it. So I don't really know. I mean, we should probably start prepping. We should probably start getting ready to. We're gonna have to fucking fight a robot yeah, in man. some way, whether unless like, like the robots are like Bender from Futurama, I'll fucking party with Bender. <laughs> then they're our friends. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking cool as fuck, man. 
he's a sloppy drunk too yeah. so like we have nothing nothing to worry about uh maybe in the future robots will be our friends johnny number five <laughs> input input short circuit reference yeah and i'm gonna start being nicer to anything that's like robotic or technology yeah so i i i personally think that nobody can ever replace humans nobody can ever replace you because we all are unique in our own way we all have a unique voice and nobody can be a better version of you than you I, I couldn't settle that better myself, Larry. Oh, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, I couldn't help it. Nicholas Cage. I couldn't help but hear all your talk about uh, robots. I was just uh, kind of busy stealing the Declaration of Independence. Oh, fuck you. That was you? It, was, fuck- a, it was a diversion. <laughs> Fucking January 6th. I knew it. It was me all along. I orchestrated the coup. <laughs> But uh, for real, I made mean, in my hit movie, Face Off, we use robots to take my face off. off. <laughs> it reminds me of my movie, National Treasure, where the treasure was indeed national. National. And it was a treasure. A treasure. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. We hope to be back next week. And personally, uh, I could speak for Nick. We think all of you are a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so for for Nick and myself, this has been the Fiends Podcast, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.